All right, guys, welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. And if you like this episode, make sure you go back, like, and comment. That way we make our way up the charts with this podcast in hopes that it's, it will help many. All right, so to continue in ways that we're going to change our repeat after me, I do want you guys... Um, to obviously close your eyes, but if you have a pen and paper available to you at the moment, and if you're not driving, I want you to write these down as well. And then kind of give yourself a little bit of a four to eight second gap between each. That way you're just very mindful of what you're saying and what you're telling your body and you're telling your mind. Um, that way you could feel the words and really appreciate in the moment, um, your body and all it's done for you. Um, so when you guys are ready, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. This is my body. I accept my body just how it is. My body deserves respect. I really saw judgment towards my body. My body is healing. My body is innocent. I don't need to change my body. I am more than a body. I am grateful to have a body. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. And with affirmations, you don't necessarily have to believe it, but be mindful of what you feel in that moment and really tap into that feeling. Why do you feel maybe it's anger that you feel towards your body? Why do you feel that way? And that's when I really would um, say that take that time and get a journal or a piece of paper or on your phone and just kind of make a list of what you're feeling, what those emotions you're feeling at that moment. And then, you know, that way you can visually see it and understand that this is how you feel. And, um, but why, and how can you change that? Um, Cause even though we all have our shitty days, um, you know, if we just take the time to really understand and be mindful and appreciate who we are and our body and the changes and, you know, the stage it's in, we have a greater appreciate appreciation for it and all it does for us. So now that we're through that segment, I want to introduce my very special guest this week. We actually found each other through the power of social media. You guys, it's not always that bad. And I've said this before, but if you are very mindful of who you follow and what you allow on your feed, you will be inspired. And so I am inspired every day by this amazing, beautiful, strong human being. Kaylin, welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. She is the founder of Calypso Tough Fitness. If you guys don't know her already, she'll 
give you that information at the end of this episode. So you go give her a follow. And trust me, if you think I'm inspiring, you have no idea. So welcome to the Self Love Effect podcast. <laughs> Why you got to start like that? I'm already going to cry before you even start. Like, what? <laughs> oh, I love you so much. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I love how authentic and how real you are. And, um, we really don't know sometimes who we're inspiring because, you know, you sit here and you, you've talked to me and you're like, Oh, you inspire me. And I'm like, no, but you inspire me. And that is the power of empowerment, especially between women. Um, but I want you to share with us your self-love journey, start wherever you feel comfortable. Cause I know we have a, I feel like we have like a lot of topics that we want to get through and just speak about, but, you know, first tell us a little bit about your journey. So the listeners do understand, you know, um, about your background. Cause I know you have had, um, a lot of tough moments in life, what I would say tough in, in regards to, um, you know, with, whether it's battles with yourself or really traumatic, um, you know, um, obstacles that came into your life and things that just, you know, kind of shook you, but in the end molded you to be this incredible, strong human being that's now empowering other women and others, um, to be the best selves, even regardless of their past or what traumas they've been through in life. So when you're ready, wherever you like to start. Yeah. Um, I actually did a live talk about this recently because I was noticing that I was just feeling a lot of depression about a lot of different things. And it was kind of making me think, okay, why do I feel like this? And I just kind of went back. I don't think we do that enough. And I really thought about like my whole life, which obviously I don't need to go into <laughs> one day I was born. And then you know, <laughs> but, um, I, the things that really stand out to kind of shape me who I was as far as like the trauma and stuff would be, you know, I, I started off life. A lot of people start off life difficult in different ways that people go through different things. But for me, um, I had, a I was sexually assaulted by a babysitter when I was four and it was a recurring incidence because they didn't know. And so it took some time. It took until I got into, in, into school to, you know, when they sit down and have you um, they tell you if somebody's doing something inappropriate, you need to tell somebody like it took me to get to school in order to tell a teacher because I was told don't tell mom and dad. Mm. And so that's one thing. And that's just a really early start of uh, trauma. And then also growing up, I was kind of like the, the I don't know, goofy girl, the nerdy girl that I didn't really, I was socially awkward. I was just into school and facts and math. Like I'm like a third grader asking for a computer that had math on it for like my birthday and stuff. And so like I got bullied a lot. And so, you know, I, I had a lot of trouble with getting to know males because of what happened to me with males. And then I had trouble trusting females because of what they did to me. Because as you know, I think everybody knows that middle school is, is the most just, just mean, mean time mm -hmm. of our lives and children are just confused and they don't know what they're doing either. And, and it just, no one knows anything, but you know, I didn't even have my first female friend until I was like 11 years old. And mm -hmm. so I had a hard time with trusting 
women and and girls especially because there's like these popular girls who would trick me and spit on me when I walk by and you know throw stuff at me and that kind of thing and I would just not do anything about it and just hug my books and keep walking and cry you know or whatever so um it was really hard for me and I grew up you know once I got to teenage years it was like I don't trust girls they're they're mm-hmm. mean they're catty they're you know I didn't like women and, and so it's so interesting to have a women empowerment page now because it's totally opposite yeah. of uh, how I grew up and what I thought where I thought I would be so it's interesting yeah that's uh I feel like I don't know if it's that our energies align in that way but I I was funny we were my husband and I were talking about this because he was saying, oh, I'd rather have spent my days. He's like, I was the weird kid in high school. I said, oh, yeah. then we were really meant for each other because I, I loved to spend lunches in my teacher's room, especially like doing homework or helping them <laughs> out, especially in high school, because I did not want to be affected by other women and girls at the time. Right. Yep. Um, and, and we see it and and we don't acknowledge it more because we could sit here and funny too, that I have an empowerment page because for the longest time, I always said I got along more and I have always got along more because with males. And I always thought maybe this is, I'm a tomboy at heart. And I loved, I love football. I love sports, <laughs> but I, but at the end it's trauma. And I, yeah. I honestly believe that whatever you perceive trauma to be, then that is your opinion. And I believe in my life that girls were very traumatizing. Like they made me feel like the outsider. I always had to try harder. I always like, as if I was like needing their approval. And we see this a lot that we, as women or as young girls will, um, try so hard to fit in only to find out later in life that we were born to stand out and yes, funny that now it's the girls that bullied me are the girls now seeking my attention or my approval <laughs> right. that I somehow reconnect with because of social media. And for me, I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'm going to cheer you on. I'm not, I don't hold anything against you. Like, yeah. um, and you shouldn't feel that way. Like seeking, you know, Oh, hi. And like, you know, my attention, I don't care. Like when you, when you start to understand, um, like what things in life impact your traumas and you come face to face with them, it's like you metamorph into this butterfly. You really just take off the shield and you start to understand you uncover the layers. Like this is how you felt, but it's okay. And it's funny because I was looking at, um, I say funny because I think when I repeat what this study was about, um, there's not very many studies out there that really understand why women are the way they are towards each other. Like we will, as a society, clap for women that are celebrities that encourage each other. But when it's the everyday woman, we won't encourage each other. We rather tear each other down or we secretly envy you for doing better than us instead of like, if I say, Kaylin, I'm so, I'm just so over the moon for you. You're doing absolutely amazing. Um, and you're showing your stretch marks and your loose skin and your belly, but then I'm over here trying to outdo you for more followers. Like, yeah. 
there's so many women out there doing that every day. And it's like, they don't stand behind what they say. And when yeah. I was looking at, um, cause I do want you to, I'm like, I, I'm going to talk, 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 but I did find this and it's a study from Miller back in 2011 and that it revealed that females often compete with their own sex to gain the attention of potential mates with high genetic qualities in order to induce reproductive success. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to have to dig into that a little bit more, right? Because I was like, I don't know. It could be because our minds aren't as enhanced, you know, we're still perceive ourselves as very primal creatures. We're not like technology. We don't advance that fast. So I'm thinking, well, is it primal in a sense that we feel that way towards each other? And that's why men still technically are considered like the dominant species because they, if men get in a fight the next day, they're best friends. And it's like, what, what just happened? Girls, we will hold that yeah. grudge for the rest of our lives and we will never talk to for you again. Years. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. It's like, but why? But we have the capacity to love more though. Mm, yes. And so I feel like when we're able to let that guard down and we are able to connect, we love stronger. Mm-hmm. I'm not to speak for men necessarily, but I just think women have such a capacity to love. And, you know, I, one, one quote that's coming to mind when we're talking about this, that really helped me as I grew. And it took me to like my late teens, early twenties to do, I'm 34 now. So it took mm-hmm. me a bit, but there was a quote that really, really stood out to me. It was just because she's pretty doesn't mean you're not. Yeah. And so like that hit me really hard because I, I just felt like, you know, if I would go into a room with a woman who I felt was competitive to me or even and better than me in some way more or more successful or whatever it is. It's like, you get that, like, I don't know how to explain the feeling in your body, but it's like a lesser feeling that is yes. uncomfortable and you don't, you don't want to feel that. And it's like, if you are to, I don't know why this is in society right now, where if you were to say, wow, you're so beautiful or you're doing great or compliment some other woman in any other way that you're admitting that you're less than them. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not what we're doing. You know, that's not what it should be. You know, a rising tide raises all ships yeah. and we should be uplifting ourselves and each other because man, I, I don't know how much you feel about this, but I feel like women, we are, we're at a disadvantage just by being women in a lot of ways. And so we need each other. We really need each other in so many different ways. And the more that I learned that women are able to love the way that they are, and the more, I don't know if it's um, just getting older and also maybe becoming a mother, but there's a lot of women who are not mothers who have huge capacities to love. But from my personal experience, I just learned that our hearts are endless and that women can be catty, but they're only like that because they're protective. And if guards are able to be let down, you can, you can get in a good conversation and be crying with the next woman you don't even know in 15 yeah. minutes if you're able to eliminate that initial like competitiveness. And that comes from being humble and from being real. And that's why I don't, I, that's why I've been starting to do that with my page a lot is just showing the real, the no filters, the here's my stretch mark pictures, which is what really attracted me to your page as well. Cause I had run into your page. I think maybe it was on the explore page that I had seen it. And it was a picture of you with your, you had a low waisted shorts yeah. and your, yeah. your stretch marks. And I have 
similar ones. And it was just like, yes, like I love when people do that because it takes people's guard down. And I can't tell you how many times I've had other women say, I don't know you. I'm even nervous to even reach out to you at all to tell you, but I just want you to know that the fact that you're showing your belly like that shows me that I'm normal because if you're looking in regular celebrities, you're not going to see that you're going to see the two months after a baby that bounced back and they get the surgery and this, and, 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 and if they don't bounce back, you don't see them until they do. It's like, everything's behind closed doors and they only show their best side and that's not helping anyone. It's making it worse. So that's what I loved about your page. And I was also doing the same thing. And so I'm like, Oh, this is like, I like this girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gotta help each other. And I love that. And that's, you know, and, uh, I, you're right. It's like, we've created this okay perception around the idea that you can come back into society. Um, once you look like your pre mom body, right. Luckily for social media, we have this phenomenon going on right now that women are embracing what they look like, uh, currently. And we have mothers coming out too, sharing more. Um, so I feel like in a sense, last year was not what we expected, but the power of social media had some good when you unlock, you know, when you co- uncover all the bad, but there was war women because we had more time coming in contact with each other and saying, oh man, that body looks just like mine. That must mean I'm okay. So-and-so on the news or in this magazine said I had to bounce back. And so for the longest time, I undermined myself. I tore myself down. I tormented my mind, which takes away you, you from being the absolute best, best mother, mother you could be. I truly believe that because it's very detrimental to the mind. Yep. It, you are crumbling your mind and you are allowing individuals with money make you believe that they have not altered any part of them when that is not true. And I am not against plastic surgery. I am whatever, whatever makes you feel good. But here's the thing. This is where I draw the line. If you're doing it because you hate yourself, then that's the problem. Because when you come out of that table, you're still going to hate yourself. They're not working on your mind. They're not uncovering the parts of you that need help because that is what it is. You need help. And the only person that can help you, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to consider therapy and if, you know, you don't believe that it's such a problem, then you need to be mindful. You either need to do things every day, like meditation, journaling, um, gratitude, uh, take some time to read, educate yourself, but you have the capacity, you have capacity to make yourself better, but that's where I really draw the line because, you know, I, 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 and it, it breaks my heart that there's women nowadays that if, if I just get the tummy tuck, I'll love myself. If I just do this, I'll love myself. It doesn't work that way. They're not no. reconstructing your mind. They're reconstructing your stomach. But if you go in loving yourself and you're doing it just because, you know, you love yourself and you want some change, then more power to you because you're going to continue loving yourself. You're not going to, you're not going to spread, spread this preconceived notion that, oh, now I love who I am or now I look good. No, it's like, I look good then I look good. Now it's just a different, right. evol- it, it's just a different stage for me. I've evolved. Um, but it, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. I think it's hard for people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You go. 
Um, I think it's hard for people to embrace the fact it's like humans tend to think that if you're one thing, then you automatically can't be the other thing. And it, that's not true. Like we're so much more complex than that. It's like, if you feel this, then you're not allowed to feel this or else you're a hypocrite. But humans are so multifaceted and we make up these rules of how we should be and not be. And I just disagree because I don't think that if you want to get plastic surgery, then that means that you hate yourself or that if you love yourself, then you won't want to get plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Like I've not got plastic surgery. I've thought about getting a tummy tuck more so for me, because I know I have lower abs, but I just can't, I want to see yeah. them and they're hiding under there. <laughs> like I'm like, I work really me too, hard. girl. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's really why I, what I consider doing it. But, um, I, I think it's just confusing for a lot of people to think that, oh, well, she must not love herself if she got um, her breast enhancement, you know? And it's like, that, that doesn't mean that you can love yourself and still want to, to change your body. And it's more so about your health. And also it's battling against what society has told us because like I was talking yesterday on the post I did yesterday, um, about like makeup and stuff. Like we are programmed as women to believe that we are not beautiful unless we have this or that. And it's the programming that we have to battle against because, I've spoken about this before. I remember, and you probably had this experience where you're very vulnerable age, 10, 11, 12 year old girl, and you're checking out with your family at the grocery store, grocery store in the aisle. And you see the magazine Mm -hmm. and it zooms in real close on the back of the leg of some really like, I don't know, Britney like back then that's what it was. Cause I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she's supposedly so like thin and lean and all this, but they caught one bad angle of her with a dimple on the back. And it's like, look at her. She's out of shape. Has she fallen off of her? Like, you know, it's like, it's so ridiculous. And, and it's ridiculous for her as an adult, but how damaging is that for us? Because we're at a very raw age where these programs that we're going to eventually have to fix or try to Mm -hmm. fix if we want more mental clarity in our lives. And they're programming us against it so it's like oh if you have that then you can't love yourself you have to hate that and or else you know what I mean so it's just like there's so much hypocrisy and there's so much just not allowing humans to be humans and not to have them have full ranges of feelings of one day you hate yourself and one day you love yourself and that's another thing is like there there is a such thing as over positivity too where it's like they've been I've been seeing this. I don't know if you've been seeing it recently going around on social media, but the over positivity. Um, and I was kind of going through that. It's like, okay, positivity really helped me. So I'm going to drown myself. Whenever I feel negative about my, I'm going to drown it out with, and you also can't do that. You know, there's times where you have to allow yourself to feel those things. Don't wallow in them. Don't live by them, but you can't a hundred percent always be like you're, you're pushing away real human emotions. And that's how we can be more well-rounded is to be able to balance all of these things. And it's okay to have conflicting feelings and that doesn't make us wrong or a hypocrite. It just makes us alive, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> we, we tend to use that quote. Go ahead. We tend to use that quote a lot, uh, positive vibes only. Yeah. What you're, when you say that there's a large audience that you're leaving behind that automatically resorts to, I'm not good enough because 
I don't feel positive all the time. If we were meant to feel positive all the time, then everybody will be walking around happy as can be with this (laughs) joker smile on their face all day long, not feeling anything else, but we feel different. We feel anger. We feel sadness. We feel guilt. We feel happiness, you know, uh, all, all this, it's like one big circle. of, And I always think of the movie inside out because that really nails it. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. We feel so much different. My kids love that movie. And I'm like, you see, it's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. Um, it's okay to be happy. And then the next minute, you don't know why you're crying. That's just part of human nature. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how we're programmed to be. We're obviously not these robots. Um, and only allowed to feel one certain way and walk this straight and narrow path. We feel so much that when we use that term positive vibes only, we're singling out a whole community of people that aren't always positive. And honestly, you're pretty much lying to yourself and up, up here in your mind saying yeah. that you can only be positive. Cause if you be negative Desiree, then you're a shitty person. And you're just going to go down that road again. When really in reality, I need to, we need to let ourselves know that it's okay to feel. If you feel like crying today, cry. If you feel like being angry and you don't understand why, get it out. I'm angry. Tell those around you so they don't feel like, oh, what did I do to her? You know, kind of just because, you know, we feel stuff towards with within ourselves that we sometimes can't explain, but it's getting it out there, talking about it, communicating, using our voices within ourselves. And understanding that it's really okay because it's part of being human. Yeah, you know, because here I am speaking body positivity and loving yourself no matter what you look like. But I would be absolutely lying if I said I don't look in myself in the mirror every day and see my stretch marks. And sometimes I'm not happy that they're there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like no matter how much I know, like, oh, I'm supposed to love. But for me, I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not even saying necessarily love your stretch marks. What I'm saying is love that they don't define you because you're more than that, you know, because for every mother who's upset that they have stretch marks from pregnancy, there's another mother out there that wishes that they could complain about stretch marks from pregnancy, but they can't get pregnant. Like there's always somebody out there that has something worse than you. And, and, and so not to say that you can't feel worse in what you have, but it's about how long do you spend time in it? So I remember years ago, I think it was like Jenny Jones or something. I'm really aging myself on this podcast <laughs> okay. back in the, a long time ago. I get so, you. I, I was there too. There was a girl that she had on the show. Yeah. Okay. So you might know this, but there was a girl, she was young, like in her young twenties, beautiful, gorgeous woman. And she was in a house fire and she got burned over 90% of her body. And she looked like in the most respectful way, because this is the way I can explain it. Like the Freddy Krueger burnt face, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's how her face looked. She didn't have her hair anymore. She had to have several surgeries to even try to have a nose. Like, I mean, her face got really, really burnt. And she was on there for like motivational. um, She was being interviewed for motivating people. And she had asked her like, how do you, how do you do it? Just, just how do you go about your life? And they showed a picture of her before and the picture of her now. And it's just, she asked her, how do you do this? And she said, well, 
you know, for a long time is hard. I mean, every time I look in the mirror, you know, I want to look in the mirror. I'm upset, crying every day, all day long, randomly here and there. But I ended up deciding that I can't let this define me. Is this going to be my life? So what she did for herself, which I think that all of us should probably do is she said, I allow myself self-pity time and I have a time frame that I allow it. And then when I'm done, I'm done. And I'm not allowed to do it again until the next time my self-pity time comes up. It's like from 7.30 to 8 o'clock in the morning before I start my day or whatever. So it, I love that because it's a balance between not trying to completely avoid the fact that she's very upset about this trauma that's happened to her and that her life is no longer the same. So she still allows it, but at the same time, she doesn't allow it to control her life. And I love that because for us, especially as women, women, especially women that are cyclical <laughs> before like PM, like PMS time is like the worst time for like mm-hmm. self body image and stuff. And when we get really aware of when our emotions are going to change and, and when I can expect, you know, I'm going to swell up a little bit. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be moody. I'm going to have acne. I'm going to get all these things. So I'm probably not going to like how my body looks in the mirror. And that's okay for me to have those feelings and that they're going to pass. This is how we have more self-love for ourselves by allowing us to have those moments. It's just as long as they're not taking over our whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where women misconstrue the message that we try, that we're trying to promote and get across. And two, because there's so much tug of war. Like if you're not for body positivity, uh, if you're in shape and you work out, then you're not really body positive. And it's just so much backlog, you know, it's just a big tug of war game. When in reality, you really hit the nail on there. When you said it's not about like, Oh my God, being obsessed with your stretch marks and loving them. And Oh my God, I want to show them off because I'm so self-absorbed with them. No, that's not what we mean. Cause we don't feel that way every day. Gosh, there's still times where I look in the mirror and like, I, like when I'm using the restroom and I could see just the loose skin flab over and I'm like, man, I work really fucking hard. Like I can't even see my lower <laughs> abdominals, you know, like right. they're there. Like I could feel them. Like, I know I'm strong. Right. Like I could brace right. them and I know they're there, but I, but it's about accepting them. And like you said, seeing, not allowing them to define who we are because you know, they do tell this beautiful story, but how beautiful it is to see this different stage of you, you you've evolved into this, another, you know, stage of your life, another season. Um, and this is how you look now. And wow. Like, I still think it's incredible that women are even, we even have the ability to have a baby. I mean, that's it's whether amazing. it's nine months, like I said, <laughs> like, I can't even like, sometimes I'll sit there and I'm like, I look at my kids and my husband's like, you're okay. And I'm like, I had them like <laughs> you do the same thing. I made you. That's yeah. <laughs> and I just sit there and I'm like, this is incredible. Now, and I am always in awe because it's, it's incredible what your body could do and the way it goes back and the organs being, it takes time to heal. I mean, they were stretched and everything's misplaced. And for us to think that we have to snap back, like we're Thanos, um, it's, it's like, come on, you guys, like how, how many more generations do we have to go through? How many more years do we have to go through for women to accept who they are and 
even though on their worst days, they know that they are still beautiful, um, regardless if they feel hideous that day, just to know, just to have that security, like this is how I'm feeling today, but that's okay. Tomorrow will be better. Um, But I just think we put, we, we just, we as human beings, who's ever at the top, cripples the minds of the innocent, the vulnerable. Uh, it's way too easy. I could sit here and yeah. I could become a journalist, write shitty, really journal, you know, articles about how, um, you know, if you have stretch marks, you're hideous. Um, and then someone reads that and it becomes viral or, you know, that's how that person feels. And then they spread it around like, oh yeah, you can't have stretch marks. We got to go look for stretch mark removal. Um, and that's like coming yep. to your post yesterday, um, with the high waisted and. Oh yeah. You know, oh. <laughs> that was a little uh, harsh, I think, but I, I meant every word. <laughs> no, I mean, you, yeah, you could go ahead and explain what you said because Literally I was, I'm sitting there and I was, I read it again, right before we started recording. And I'm like, excuse me, language, but what the fuck? Like, I, <laughs> or what is wrong with people? Are we still, are we still that angry within ourselves that we have to be mean to other people to even feel any type of emotion? That's what I always get to. Because obviously the meanest person, it's not you're the problem. It's that they hate themselves at the end of the day. But you can go ahead and elaborate on that post because I think, um, let's be honest, internet trolls, they're always on. They're just looking for something to talk about. They are. And, you know, when I was growing up talking about bullying, my bullying ended when I went home from school. But these poor kids now, all the way up to now adults and our age and beyond, like th- that, that is 24 seven now, if you don't, you know, unplug. So I totally agree with you. Um, that page that I pulled that from, I don't know if you've ever, if you follow that page or I've seen it before, but it's called, you look like a man. I love the page. It was originally started because men insulting women who they feel lifted too much and had too many muscles. So it made them look like a man. And so she had started this page of examples of men saying, put the weights down or no one's attracted to that because you look like a man or do more cardio and like insulting women for lifting too much. But then the page kind of blew up. It's got so many followers now. And so it's kind of expanded to where men are insulting women's bodies in any any kind of way or lots of different ways that men are putting women down for superficial things. And so I see that page all the time. And that particular post, I mean, all just go on there and look, you it's all of them you could go on a rant about. But for some reason, that particular post just got on my nerves. Like, so the post was a girl who posted um, a picture of her in high-waisted pants. I could tell from the picture, very fit girl, very, very in shape, you know, works hard on her body. Yeah. And he had commented, it's a long student, go look at it, but he had commented on it basically saying, oh, women wear that because they're trying to hide the fact that they just can't be disciplined. And they're trying to, um, you know, basically be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, not, not untrue, um, 
can't think of the word, but they're trying to lie basically about how they look by hiding their, their, their bad things about them. And he even mm. went on to say makeup. And he said something about women that wear makeup is a mental illness. I don't know. The guy's got stuff to work on, but <laughs> it made me, um, don't worry. I got two little guys too. I totally understand. <laughs> I have exactly the same. Okay. I'll get you more. Yeah, my listeners already know. She's in, she likes to come in here every time when I'm recording if Daddy's not home or we don't have a sitter. So right, no, I anyway. totally understand. <laughs> no, totally but back- um, but yeah. So the uh, it, it the post irritated me a lot because it the fact that he had said that it makes you undisciplined like that I took personally because I work very very hard like my discipline has has waned a little bit because of COVID because everything changed because I had a series of events happen I twisted my ankle I couldn't work out with my legs for like four or five months I got depressed you know so I have a little bit more weight on me that I that I prefer to right now but besides all of that I am very disciplined. It's like, I go to work out five days a week. I strict on my food. You know, I, I, I took that really personally because just because, and, and if, if, it, and if it was because they weren't disciplined, then maybe they have another reason for that, you yeah. know, and you're putting that superficial thing on those, but my particular situation that made me mad because I'm very disciplined. And that's why on my post, I showed him like, look, I literally have abs here. They are. But then I pulled my high waisted pants down and showed that I have loose skin down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, does this mean I'm not disciplined or does this mean that society has made me believe that I can't show these stretch marks or this loose skin. So I have to put it up over the top of it because of comments like what you just made. This is what I said. Like, why, why do you think that is? And that was one of the things I had said in the direction of the man who made the comment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do you think that is? She even has to do that because of comments like that. You're not loving people for being human and for being a good person and for how they impact the world and what they do. You're, you're putting such a superficial, shallow, just, ugh, I just, I don't know. That's not for me. I don't, I don't like that I, I could care less about looks when it comes to respecting other people <laughs> like I mean that takes all kinds and we are a very colorful world and it's beauty and everything um the only thing that's ugly is um negativity and um meanness and all of those things that that man probably experiences often <laughs> so you know I just it really made me mad to have someone say that especially a man because you're not even a woman. So you're talking on something you don't even understand. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know what you're saying. So it was just really, it really irked my nerves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I tell my husband, I'm like, man, I feel like I walk this like, um, very thin path because it's like, well, if you're like all about women, 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 then are you like a feminist? And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to shed light on the fact that women need to learn how to appreciate themselves without the opinions of men and others. I mean, let's be frank here. The people at the top, we need to remember that many people profit off of our feelings 
and of our insecurity related to body image. Yep. And that is why diet culture brings in billions of dollars each year because they're always trying to convince us of this quick fix of this, these, you know, this and this and this, well, this is the magic pill. This is what you've been waiting for. This is the tea that will help all cure all your insecurities and your imperfections. And Mm -hmm. then you have these trolls online rambling about the body of a woman when you can't even begin to relate like let, And I mean, my husband will be the first. He's like, men wouldn't be able to carry no baby. He's like, I know I wouldn't be able to do that. Every time I was pregnant and I was wobbling towards the end, you know, um, and and they can't. And, And the reality is I don't care who you are. We go through so much change and we have so much like put on our shoulders to look a certain way because we need to look feminine enough, whatever that even means, whatever, even more feminine or the ideal feminine. I don't even know what that looks like because if we go back in history books, what the Romans thought (laughs) and yeah. And even when the, you know, England ruled the world pretty much before you, the United States was even the United States of America. Women were what, what's the word? um, voluptuous. Yes. Voluptuous. And they were like beautiful and thick and just, you know, they love their bodies over there. Always, you know, being painted and nude and stuff. And I'm over here, like putting my hand behind my head. Yes. And then now it's like, and back then it was like, well, if you were thin, then you were a peasant. Now, boy, have times changed. Now I'm sure they're rolling in their graves thinking, well, they got it wrong. But in reality, we all have it wrong. We all, every civilization has had it wrong because as the only thing that matters at the end of the day is that a human being, I today, Desiree or Kaylin today accepts themselves, whatever that looks like, that is the right way. Right. Accepting who you are without judgment towards yourself, regardless, you might have good days and bad days. That's fine. That's not saying you won't. There's no, there's all kinds of vibes around here, not just positive, but there's no one right way. There's no wrong way of doing it. Um, There's not. And, and also what you were saying about it changing from, you know, 500 years ago, it changes by decade. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's a unique experience to grow older because being 34, you know, 20 years ago was the nineties when we already talked about Britney Spears, low waisted you know, very, very, very thin. Mm-hmm. The big booty thing was not a thing. The, it was right, like the right. smaller, the better, you know, yes. starve yourself. Like if you watch the devil wears Prada, she said, you know, I'm on a new diet. I don't need anything. And mm-hmm. then when I feel like I'm about to pass out, I eat a cube of cheese. And she says, I'm only one stomach flu away from my cold weight. Like it was like, it was the smaller, the smaller, the better. And yeah, strong, like skinny, skinny. And now 20 years later, it's gain weight. It's about gaining weight. Like you'd never see if there was social media, then a picture of a before and after where right, the, right. the after was the gained weight, you know, right. that was just only 20 years ago. So it's like, how can you keep up? It was like 20 years ago, I was made fun of that. I had a bigger, lower bottom, lower mm-hmm. half of my body. And now I'm genetically lucky, but you know, so it's like, I'm the same person. So my 
value changed, right. but I'm the same person. And so what did my value really change? Right. By someone's opinion, Tib. It's like, is a is a diamond really worth a million dollars or whatever it's worth? Or is it only worth that because somebody said that? You know, it's just a rock. What can it do for you? If you think about it, water is a lot more integral. Air is a lot more integral <laughs> to our life than a diamond. But why is it worth more? Because somebody said so, you know, and, and it's so just, if we ride the waves of opinions, we are never going to be solid. It's like, I remember this book that I read, it's called Living Beyond Your Feelings. It's by Joyce Meyer, a really amazing book, um, just about not letting your feeling, you know, not all, let your feelings pass and not always write them. And she gave this visual example of waves and there's a rock that's solid in the water. And then there's a log that's floating in the water. And she basically explains that most of us live our life as the log, you know, as the, as the water moves, we move with it. But what we need to learn how to do better is to become the rock. And no matter what, you know, not to say we can't be perfect. We've already talked about that, but for the most part, learn how to be that rock where when the waves hit you, you stand strong and it splashes up and over you and around you, but you still be you because at the end of the day, it's impossible to keep up to these standards. They change every six months. Like we can't live our lives on that. You know, we have to live our lives based on things that matter, which is loving ourselves, loving other people, being sound, being good parents, being good humans. And what mark are we putting on the world before we leave? Like, is our, did our life matter? What, it, what would someone write on your tombstone? You know, like, that's what I think about. And I think that's so important. Like, no one's going to care if I got, got a tummy tuck or not. Nobody's going to care if I was overweight or underweight or did or not. Did I help you? You know, did, did I, did I make an impact? Did I change something in a positive way? You know what I mean? That's what people should be focused on. And it's just gotten so far from that. It's just so disappointing, I guess. Sorry. I'm like going on a rant, but no, no, no. so podcast are four. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Because someone said so. No one's going to write on your grave. Kaylin got a tummy tuck. Kaylin lost weight. Kaylin wore high-waisted pants. All of that is irrelevant. <laughs> it's irrelevant. And to sit here and to co constantly beat down the door, it's like we put all this energy into different areas of society, these governmental what issues, is. when there's a lot more going on in the world that's affecting the everyday person, suicide, bullying, yeah. um, you know, things that will take a life. And that's what I was, there's a podcast that um, recorded and it'll be released before this one. And um, we even talk about, there's a person that's dying right now at this given second. Not, it's not just related to some disease. Someone's taking their own life away. Yep. And yet we're sitting here as a society, allowing these big shot diet culture, whatever left and right influence what we perceive ourselves to be yeah. rather than going 
I don't care if you need to go to Barnes and Nobles, if you need to go to Amazon, find the nearest self-help book. I don't, whatever's going to help you. If you need to see a therapist, if you need a journal, if you need to meditate something, do something that it's going to better your life and bring you to be the best version of yourself. Because I can literally, you could come to my house if you like, that's an invite, I guess, but I got a lot of, I got a lot of self-help books. I got even like leadership books. I have like Jocko Willick leadership. I have Jen Sincero, all her badass habit books. I have atomic habits. Brené Brown. I, yeah. Got her. I love her. And then over there, I got some more. I got Eric Cole to try to understand. And I got 10% happier, which by far is my favorite meditation book and being mindful because it shouldn't be as hard as we uh, allow it to be. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we have the tools we need in our pocket yeah. right now. Go inside. And we if all you're need to do it. Yeah. Like we all need to do it. You know, not everybody, you don't have to have a big, huge trauma in order to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about this recently. Um, people that there, there was, they were interviewing a guy that had, he was like a PTSD expert. And they asked him, how do you know if you have PTSD? And he said, if you're breathing. So everybody, everybody has some form of it. You don't have to have the most traumatic, like for me, I was born, you know, you know, four years old and I'm sexually abused by, you know, a man for a couple of years of my life. Like, it doesn't have to be that everybody has experienced certain things that has hurt them and they don't oh, it's not that big of a deal because it wasn't this or that. Like we can all, because we're traumatized by society. Like, like we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. Just even that, like even just trying to measure up to that is already traumatizing enough. And we're not raised to learn about these, take care of yourself. We're raised to train ourselves on the Pythagorean theorem in math. Like that's really going to do something for most of our lives, but they won't want to talk to us about improving our mental health or how to handle bullying or how to handle whatever. Like you talk about suicide. I'm a suicide survivor. I haven't talked about it too much, but I've done a couple of posts about, you know, I have a permanent scar on my wrist from, um, from that. And, you know, I didn't talk about that a ton, but I had a lot of mental health issues. Um, and, and a lot of that was from what we just talked about, which, you know, societal expectations, bullying, um, and, and, and it's, it's taboo subjects, you know, like for me, mine was postpartum related as well. It was like, that took me to, to the worst, the worst point of my life because I, I had postpartum depression and I didn't know what's wrong with me because I don't have the feelings I didn't have. This is hard for me to talk about, but I didn't have those immediate Oh, I love my baby. As soon as I had my baby, I had a very traumatic birth for my first child. And uh, I, I, was, I felt a bit detached more than I thought I should, because mothers are supposed to fill in the blank. And that's a long list. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel really, really bad about myself. It lifted when he was about nine months old. And I'm very grateful for that. And I was so afraid to have that again, that I actually waited almost five years to have my second child and didn't know I even wanted to have a second child at first, but, um, because it scared me so much. Um, but they don't prepare us for that. You know, they don't prepare us for, they mention it. Oh, you postpartum oppression. What's that? society make that for and whatever whole nother thing but it's it's relatable because yet again 
you know, it's, it's for, for mothers, those that are listening that, you know, it is hard. It's so hard to be a mother and the shame you even get from that. And, and that you should, you should, um, never want to break from being a mother. Like you're supposed to 24 seven, always want, you know, it's like a whole other thing. I'm sure you understand, but it's like, we're, we're shamed for even wanting a, a break from, you know, that hat. We want to wear more than one hat. We don't always want to be just mother or just wife or just employee or just sometimes we just need to be us and we're not allowed to do that either and I don't know I just <laughs> it, it this is a, my rant right here is just showing you how much conflicting messages that come at us every day mm-hmm. and how are we supposed to process this so it's just that's one thing with uh, why I love what you do and you know why I strive to do similar to what you do is to represent somebody that's saying hey like um, here's somebody who's telling you the truth that I'm confused. <laughs> Are you guys confused? Like maybe this just me telling you that this is hard will help you also understand that this is normal, that you're confused. You know, we need more of it. And that's one thing that's great about social media is when you have the positive stuff coming from that and being so relatable is saying, Hey, look at all this stuff we have to go through. Like, how do we know what's right? How do we know? <laughs> So yeah. it's, that's why I just, I love, it. I love, I, I know I've already said that like three times, but I really love what you do. And um, I, I have so much respect for you and very proud of you for starting a podcast. It's something that I've been wanting to do and thinking about doing for a bit. Um, I did start one a couple of years ago, but a life got in the way and uh, I want to do it again, but just listening to yours, going back and listening to all of your amazing guests, which I had told you earlier, made me feel a little intimidated. Like, (laughs) man, these guests are amazing. Like, can I even measure up to all these amazing guests, you know, but how amazing is that for you? Like, I'm so, I, I, I love what you're doing. I've respected it, keep doing it. And it's, it's helping and inspiring. So I just want to make sure to say that too. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. It's funny. Cause, um, when I have you guys on, I I'm the one that feels honored, right? You're giving me your time. And I, I, I'm like moved by you. There's something I I truly believe. And I say this all the time. So I feel like my listeners like, ma'am, Des, you're so repetitive sometimes, but humans are connected. And I feel so connected with how, I don't know if it's because we share similarities, but, or maybe it's just because we're on the same energy. Uh, because even when you spoke about podcasts, I was like, well, you're on my list. Uh, I would love to have you because literally my notebook right here, but, um, you know, I just, I'm on my worst days. Let's let's on my worst days where I feel like the podcast isn't making a difference. Then there's individuals like you by random. Um, kind of like the universe saying, hold up, but that remind me to keep going. And so yep. if this is something you want to do, and I'm talking to you directly, but do the podcast, do your own podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's so much for us. There's so, there's so many things, topics to talk about, but here's the thing, the more of us that are touching on the same topics, cause it's not a competition, right? It's you versus right. you there's enough room for all of us, but the more voices we have, the more our point gets across because you won't say it like I will. And I won't say it like you will. So how beautiful it is to have like 
I always imagine like this, like, um, oh my God, what's that? The little cat and the rainbow and it just keeps his mouth open and it keeps going. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the <laughs> rainbow. I was like, if so many of us are there, we're just like, keep, we're keep like spitting out that rainbow, but literally, right. and then we have people following us and people are like, did you listen to this? Have you listened to this? Hey, I'm not alone. Like they're just talking like, what I, do you mean? Like they're having like this conversation that we can relate to. And I feel like the more people that do that, and then that's why I'm always like, guys, let's be honest here. I'm sitting in my bedroom. Okay. Even though we'll talk, my husband and I are like, he's like, you don't want like the shop or something I could do like a studio. I'm like, no, I was like, this is where I'm comfortable. I was like, this is me and my rawest form. Sometimes I'll, you know, do my hair, but today I was really late. So I got a ball cap and wet hair on, but it's okay. And He's like, you know, we I'm like, if I want to do it in under, I, I was like, if I don't want to wear pants and I just want my underwear on, I said, like, I'll do a podcast like that too. No <laughs> one's going to you know. Go. You just see me from <laughs> the shirt up, you know, but, exactly. you know, but literally you have going back to you, you have a lot uh, in that a part of your journey. You have this whole incredible story that you possess that has the ability to touch many. So yes, you do, a, um, you're doing such a service to everyone that comes across on your social media platforms, but do yourself more of a service and reach many, because I feel like platforms, I'm platforms, podcasts are the new radio, right? Well, or where people get their news right, too. Right. Like I can't tell you the last time I watched regular TV, um, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not cons- right. It doesn't like oh, yeah, you me just, anymore. You got to remember. Well, we. No, I agree. I actually got rid of cable, and I and I definitely don't watch the. Yeah. News or, it's so negative. I can social media too. I got. Um, I was gonna say you need to remember. I need to remember, and other women need to remember out there too that for every person that gave you a compliment probably 10 other people thought it, but they just didn't say it because of this stupid competitive Mm. crap that's out there, you know? And I'm even, I, even though I, I, I'm not perfect at it. Like I see a girl like at the gym, who's really fit and I get nervous to say a compliment to her. Wow. You obviously you work really hard. Like uh, you look Mm -hmm. great, like good work, hard work, because I don't know what she's going to say back to me. Like, right. And I'm worried which is selfish right I shouldn't about limit to sauce and if down that's just a reflection of how they feel and I shouldn't take it personal but it's scary so for every one person that's told either you or me you've changed my life just know that 10 more didn't take the extra second to just tell you you know okay. and you know I had somebody tell me like one of the, one woman in my challenge oh man she was bawling um she told me that because of my my toughness is earned weight loss challenge she was able for the first time to reach a weight that she would be able to try to have children. And she had been trying to do that for six years. She said that she quit smoking because of it. Her acne cleared up her like, like more than just, she lost weight. You know, her life was changed. And for, for, for how many people, like I said, there's probably so many more that just they're busy. It's not even that they probably, 
didn't even do it on purpose. They just wait. And then, you know, some, they don't take the time to just tell you. So I uh, always trying to remember, like, I'm, 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 we're, we're doing the right thing. We're sending the right message. It's just, we're not always, always going to get that feedback. But at the end of the day, isn't it also helping you? You know what I mean? Like when you, when you push out a really good positive thing, doesn't it make you be in a positive mode and that's mm -hmm. good for you too. So if it helps anybody else along the way, that's great. And the more people, mm -hmm. the better, you know, so. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about, um, your Calypso. Uh, no, you went from, you gained weight during postpartum. You were, let me see over 200, you were unhappy, but now you have this fitness challenge. You also are the face behind, um, Calypso Tough Fitness. fitness. So tell us more yeah. about that. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I was like, I told you earlier, I was never like, a, I was more of a, the nerdy type of kid. I was into more like mental stuff. I didn't do sports. I wasn't into weightlifting. I wasn't into exercise. I did video games. I love, you know, stuff that was sedentary. And, um, so my whole life, I wasn't really, I was not a picture of athleticism at all, but, um, I was relatively in the right weight, but I was considered overweight for my age and what, you know, all that, you know, that's yeah, yeah. a whole other thing. But, um, anyways, after I had my second son, I had gained more weight previous to getting pregnant. And then I gained weight having him. And then I had lost weight down to 190 and the 200 number always scared me personally. And, um, cause I'm taller, I'm five, seven. I sit really happy at like 165 pounds. If I'm really happy with my physique and like feel really light and I'm able to perform at the level I'd like to in the gym, whatever. So that 200 number was, it was a scary number for me. And, um, I hit 191 after he was born. I was like, okay, cool. I, I got out of the two hundreds. I'm not ever going to go back. And then I, three months later, I saw 201. And so that two, it was just like, my dropped into my, I'm 200 and I don't have a baby inside of my body. So mm -hmm. I, it, it really upset me. And like all of my clothes that I had were not fitting me the way that I wanted them to. And I just remembered old pictures. I was old pictures of I could even thought that I wasn't much better than rule. Yeah. So I started to go, you know, I started to lose weight and I did the generic thing, which is extreme calorie restriction. I downloaded my fitness pack. I ate like 1200 calories a day <laughs> and it worked. But the personal trainer that I weighed in with once a month told me I had also pounds of muscle in the time that I lost 40 pounds back down to like the 160, um, where I was comfortable at. And I didn't have the curvy, big booty, like look that people want now, you know, that's in the media right now. And so I'm like, I'm really, I felt just saggy and loose and, and wanted to look, I was just supposed to look like, so then I started lifting weights and, um, that's when I just fell in love with being strong. 
I, I love lifting weights, I, just being strong, being tough. Like my challenge is called toughness is earned. I also grew up around all boys. I have four cousins and a brother and men, strong men in my family, lots of boys, like you said, the tomboy thing. So mm-hmm. I already kind of had that mentality of like being a tough chick. But um, when I started lifting weights, I was like, wow, I love feeling strong. And um, it just kind of went from there. And then when I started doing that, I started posting it on my Facebook and people started asking me, holy crap, you look so different. What what are you doing? And so then I found myself repeating myself over and over. (laughs) Oh, I'm doing this. I'm eating this. I'm doing this. And um, eventually I'm like, well, let me just separate this from my personal Facebook page and make an Instagram page Mm -hmm. that has only my fitness on it. Because I think the people on my Facebook page, that's not what Facebook is for. And I think they're getting annoyed with all of my weight loss stuff. Cause that's the thing I was most excited about. Yeah. And I was posting it all the time. So I made a Instagram page, you know? And so it just kind of, it kind of went from there. Followers coming and we're kind of went there and then I a cosmetology educator by just something I'm passionate about doing. And so I just started teaching in this instead of in cosmetology and studying a ton, so much studying. Um, and so it just kind of went from there. And then eventually it was like, well, I want to do it with you. But then it was like, people that want to do it with me were not physically near me. They mm-hmm. were in another state. And so then I started thinking, okay, well, so then I started doing just one-on-ones and then it went from there where I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if people had like friendly competition? And so that's where I ended up putting together a challenge that I felt like, and, and, and the prize was little at first. And then it went all the way up to a thousand dollar prize because, um, I found much he does motivate people more than competition yeah. they love that and about the challenge the number one thing i i got um that they love the most was the chat that i create because the women have lift each other there's no videos you know they just probably know that i have a very positive page and was not tolerated you know and they just i've had people tell me the chat alone they have never had that much female positivity and uplifting ever just the fact that they knew that hey if I'm about to go to a party and I'm nervous that I'm gonna mess up on my plan because you know you got to be strict during that time well I'm gonna go there and say hey you know look I'm at this party take a picture of the spread that I have to try to only pick the things that'll fit my mm. you know plan for right now um please motivate me to not you know to stick to my plan um, and it was just, they, they were sharing, they share all kinds of stuff with each other. They love that. So it's just like, it's a community and, and it's so much fun. It's, it's, it's nothing that I ever thought that I would have. And I'm just, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. That's, uh, it's fulfilling as a human being when you can, you can <clears throat> sit back and you could feel content with your life, knowing that you change somebody else's, like, it's not, I don't know, compared to like, Oh, it's not like if you really wanted to go to Italy, like that is by far a greater feeling 
to have impacted the life of another and to better their life, to better their survival rate in a sense, um, to add years to their life. Yeah. Um, and that is what makes the world a better place. That is what, when I say on this podcast, like our mantra is do something today that leaves the world better than you found it. That is exactly what that means. And quite frankly, you don't have to be some famous person. You don't have to know it all. Um, You don't have to have all these degrees to change someone's life. You literally have to be a human being that cares for another human being genuinely. And trust me, everything else works on its own. Like the universe, the higher power, God, whatever you believe in will feed you what you need. And, um, but I, I think this is just the beginning for you. I think, you know, you're going to change so many more lives. I think you'll reach out. I hope with this podcast too, that it brings you, um, not, not, not followers. It brings you more people that you're able to help. And I love, I love this thing about my listeners because don't think I don't do it, but I'm like, Oh, I always like, I wonder if like, let's say I had whoever I had on the podcast last, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if like they started following them. Cause it, it, it makes me happy. Cause I'm like, their story's so awesome. Like you should get to know them too. Like you should be their friend. Like I want to be their friend. And so I'm always like very curious. <laughs> right. And so when I see that my followers um, are following the person I had on, that makes me feel good because I know what that person is capable of. I know what they've done and what they're doing in their life, what they've done. And that's what that's for me, that's true empowerment. Cause I'm like, I'm rooting for you, but I want to make sure that also that you get out of this podcast, what I want for you, because lo and behold, this isn't for me. Like I have these people, I have you guys on here, I have these guests, but it's not for me. I do this one, because it helps me grow. Like you were saying, I get out of it more fulfillment with my life. Right. Like I wasn't always the greatest person. Uh, I I've, I've, really took myself into the darkness where I'm lucky to even be alive today. Um, and to just feel fulfilled that I can bring this podcast alive, but to heal my own, you know, darkness, like that's a awesome feeling, but to have you guys grow too, to have like my guests grow, not that I really, I'm not like, I'm just a mom. Right. But to see that it's able, it's not just social media is what I'm getting at. There's people that listen to this podcast don't even have freaking social media, but you don't know whose life that you're changing in that current moment, because my story might not resonate with someone else listening. They still listen in hopes that the ir- someone comes on and they can resonate with their story. So let's say so-and-so didn't resonate with my pilot, but they're listening to your episode and they say, that's it. Now I could change my life. That's the little nudge I needed. Uh, Kaylin, where you at? I need your help. Uh, you know, and and that's the beauty of it. That's, and you know, if, 
And I feel like I'm rambling Because in now, turn, but... you're still helping other people. <laughs> you're, by you introducing them to other people that helped them without mm-hmm. you, they wouldn't have gotten that, you know? And I think that so many people are so like, oh, people are trying to get followers because it's a popularity contest. Yeah. But for me, I want more followers because I'm hoping that you know, I, I, like we said, everybody that has PTSD is breathing or whatever. It's like, if the, if there's a woman that's alive in this country, there is something they might need as far as learning more about self-love. And, and, and I would want someone to follow me that I can improve them in some way. So it's not about, I want the most followers because I can brag or because I'm so cool or because I'm a celebrity or whatever the purpose is that other people like shallow reasons or whatever any any different kind of reasons why but for me I am hoping that my page is able to reach people similarly to what you're talking about and it's not about me it's about them and in turn it helps me um you know Kobe Bryant he had said a really good quote um when they Uh, asked him <laughs> you know what you're gonna say go ahead and say. I'm about to say. um because he's the he's arguably the greatest basketball yes. player of all time I don't care what anyone says yes yes and they asked him you know is there anything that you regret and he said the only thing I regret is that I didn't help more people along the way so it's so fulfilling to get to a top but it doesn't give you the ultimate fulfillment until you've passed that off mm-hmm. And he did start to do that before he unfortunately passed away. He was helping yeah. his daughter with her basketball and Writing doing kids some other books. things, yeah. training and doing some other stuff that was fulfilling him in other ways. Yep. And like mm-hmm. same thing with LeBron James. Like, look at how much good stuff he's doing for people. I know that's you know a whole other topic, but he, he's already again arguably one of the best basketball players in the world. But what is he doing? He's giving impoverished children a chance to college that's probably way more fulfilling. I'm just going to throw it out there and assume that's probably way more fulfilling than being the best basketball player to me. That's what I would assume because I just know what it feels like. Personal success doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't share it with somebody else. Well, that's like uh, Rogan had um, this lady on, Oh my gosh, what's her name? Hold on. I don't, I, I need, I like to have my facts, right. But I was listening to it um, a couple of days ago. Now this podcast is going to come out a little later. So by the time the listeners hear this, they're going to be like, oh, that's been out for weeks. But um, where she's at? Um, hold on one second. Her name is Anna Lembecki. She is a psychiatrist, right? And she's an author of uh, Treatment of Addiction. And she, her book is called Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. And this was a question that he had asked her because when you seek to be the best in your sport, the best in whatever you're in, you're at this dopamine high. And so once yeah. you retire, you're coming down from this dopamine and you kind of feel lost. Like what now? And so when you have individuals like, let's say Kobe Bryant, uh, I love Kobe, Kobe, Kobe and Shaq got me through a lot of days in fifth grade when I was bullied, (laughs) when I wore my Kobe and Shaq shirt that I stole from my mom, she knows I stole it. So it doesn't, so I don't know if it's really stealing, but (laughs) anyways, 
they got me through my days. And I remember my slick back hair and tight, tight bun or just tight ponytail and my Kobe and Shaq shirt with my Nike windbreaker pants. It's probably why I look like a little boy, but whatever. I don't care. Anyways, the point being is that when you're as successful <laughs> as someone like that and you're coming down and this is, I don't, I don't think I don't, I'm not Kobe, but for him doing what he was doing, making a difference, that dopamine coming down, it didn't matter because he had already found different things in life that he was feeling fulfilled. And if we can do the same thing, cause we could be great at whatever we want. Right. And we could feel like we could go inside the gym and feel like, um, our endorphins and we releasing dopamine. But when we are, we won't come down. There's no coming down from a high when we are doing things in our life that either a make us uncomfortable and that we get excited about B are already finding different parts of our life that we're either finding fulfillment through helping other people, through empowering people, through encouraging people to be the best version of themselves. I don't know where I'm going with her book, but my point is, is that you feel fulfillment at the end of the day. So there's no high. You're not chasing a high your whole life. You're not chasing the, this new high. Your high doesn't exist because you're fulfilled. Um, and, uh, and that's what Rogan was trying to <laughs> tell her that he doesn't have a high because he's always chasing something new. Like he's, you keep your, those activators on and you're just trying to be better and you're finding ways to be better. Or you're finding ways to help other people. Um, so there's never this lack of, or for better words to say this dopamine crash, but anyway, I totally got off subject and back to that. But the point is like, do something today that will make the world a better place and, uh, eliminate the shit show around you, uh, turn off what you need to. I don't know if you need to turn off your device for an hour stop scrolling, follow people who encourage you and not make you feel like a piece of crap or not make you go stand in the mirror for an hour. So you're obsessing over all the wrong things. Um, yeah, I just, yep. Just gotta take it all out. I mean, there was one woman who had an amazing physique and I loved her workouts and there was nothing wrong with her. All love and support her. Uh, to unfollow her knew that the body that she had was constantly in my face, a body that I was mm. not going to have. And I was able to internally recognize while looking at this picture or her, this video, like, man, it made me feel a, a dark feeling. It, it didn't make me feel, oh, I can do this, that light uplifted feeling of, you know, I can be healthy and I can lose weight or I can gain muscle or whatever your goals are. It made me feel like, man, I will never look like that. Mm-hmm. And so I have all love for, for this woman and other people that I've unfollowed for that reason. I love them, but for myself, I, I cannot put myself through that up and down of I scroll, scroll, and there's just all these different things. And I scroll and all these uplifting and then boom in my face. Oh, never mind. Forget what you were just thinking. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like it's, it's not, it's not good for me. And um, same thing for me. Like I said, I don't watch the news and I actually even, don't really go on Facebook that much because there's just so much, I don't know. I'm not even going to. Yeah. 
start, but I feel like it's a lot more negativity on that platform. And so I just, I avoid going on it and go, watching the news and watching bad things that are going on in the world and, and the, watching the coronavirus ticker and stuff like that. I just, I just eliminate that stuff as much as I can, because it's, if it's not helping me, then it doesn't need to be in my face. That's it right there. If it's not helping you, it doesn't have to be in the fa- in your face because it's not going to make you any better. It's not exactly. going to change your life. It's going to cause more havoc than trying for you to pick up the pieces that you're already trying to having my freaking having um my watch keeps buzzing. That you're already having a tough time putting together. So, I mean, I think it's great that you eliminate what's toxic to you. I mean, because yep. when and it's funny because we could find so many better other things to do that are more ins- helpful and insightful that would be more beneficial to our life. Um, if you don't like the like news, go pick up a book. There is thousands of books out there that are um, you're just neglecting your, your um, the ability to educate yourself. And so you can learn more from there than binge watching a TV show or binge watching the news for the next three hours. That honestly just goes roundabout anyways. Um, did this regurgitate everything so i mean but feed yourself positivity not that you're always going to be positive like we said earlier but feed yourself some positivity um practices what kind of self-love practices do you do on a daily basis or weekly monthly think you're think she paused hold on yeah okay, it froze for a good. second yeah you're good now I couldn't hear anything I'm like did she stop <laughs> no 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 no. what practices do you do in regards to self-love like monthly daily weekly what practices do you do um I listen to podcasts um one thing I I do that uh, I learned very quickly. One of the mirror times is a good to listen to this to do, but but standing in front of a mirror every morning for 30 minutes to do my hair and makeup, what else am I doing? So I'm 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 doubling up my time and I'm usually doing that in the morning. So I wake up to that. You know, um self-love is is me having myself go to the gym when sometimes I don't maybe feel like it because I know that by doing something healthy for myself is going to change my mind. So it's not like a, I better go to the gym or else I'm not good enough. And I've experienced some of those feelings before just for the whole hypocrisy thing that we talked about earlier. Like I'll go that um, I've gotten to a place now where I know I go because like you always say, I go because I love my body, not because I hate my body. And so going to the gym is self-love for me. Um, catching myself thinking negative things and stopping it is self-love for me. Um, doing, not doing things is self-love for me sometimes too. Now I got my son coming in. Hold on. I'm almost done. Okay. Wait a little bit. Um, mom life, not weighing myself every day is a huge, yeah. Um, it is a huge thing for me. Not uh, stopping weighing myself every day. Like when I, when I think about weighing myself and I know it might not be like, maybe I'm about to start a period or whatever, 
not weighing myself is self-love for me because I know that I'm going to determine I'm going to spiral and I'm going to determine my whole day and my whole worth based on what that freaking number said. And it's not even accurate, you know? So just getting, getting really good at knowing what positivity I need to put in, but also what negativity I need to leave out. Mm. Um, so like I used to weigh myself every single day and now I only weigh myself probably twice a month, um, after my period and after ovulation, when I know I'm not swelling or retaining water, or it's going to throw off my numbers somehow, I only weigh myself during safe times. Um, so that's something I do, man, what else do I do? (laughs) I try to, I, I just, I don't know. I don't have necessarily besides just my normal morning routine. Um, I already like knock out all of my self-love and positivity stuff when I very first get up. Like as soon as I open my eyes, I'm like, listen to my podcast, get my day started right, get my adrenaline going, get myself in the gym. And then I just have a better, more positive outlook on most days just from doing that. And also, you know, just spending time with family, spending time with kids, taking alone time, um, not guilting myself. Mom guilt is a big thing for me. Like I, I would feel guilt almost every day when I drop my kids off in the gym daycare. Like I know that I'm loving myself by going, but then it's like, oh, but am I just that mom that's dropping off my time with them? It's like, no, 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 this is a long-term thing. I'm loving myself by keeping my health in check. So I'll live a longer life so I can be there with them longer. You know, it's a long-term mindset. And so when I was recognizing mom guilt, I read a book about mom guilt, (laughs) you know, like just, just being aware of things that are making you feel bad. Listen to those thoughts, listen Mm -hmm. to them, reflect on them, and then find out what can you do to work on healing. And sometimes it does not going to happen fast but, um, it happens. And so I just, that was a big one for me was mom guilt. If I, you know, if I'm already working and then I already take off my, take my kids to the gym daycare and I only see them for whatever amount of time, was that enough time? I guess I wasn't enough time here. I am being a bad mom. Again, I'm being selfish for taking care of myself. All those thoughts, it's self-love and self-care to be aware of those thoughts and talk to yourself. You know, we need to spend a lot less time listening to ourselves and a lot more time talking to ourselves (laughs) Yeah, because thoughts come in and thoughts come out and that doesn't necessarily define us. And sometimes like, you know, no bitch asses. That's my thing. Um, like you, you need to grab that, grab yourself and talk to yourself. Like if your best friend called you and said, I'm a terrible mom, cause I never do. And you'd be like, man, shut up. (laughs) Like just give yourself a little internal personal trainer uh Mm -hmm. me be quiet we even that you know we're and yourself to go down those spirals you know that's another thing i have to really worry about because i'm i'm an overthinker type of person so i just go and that means this and then that means this and that means this and then before i know it i'm in all bad thoughts and myself early is another thing too so that's what I would say for me I like that the bitch assness I I I was laughing when I read it I was like I like that but um I can't I don't even want to elaborate on any of that because I was perfectly said my question to you is and I ask everybody and you've already listened to a podcast episode so you already know what I ask what is a quote 
or a phrase or affirmation that you would like to share with the listeners. Um, it doesn't even have to be your favorite. It could be something that you just have on your heart. I think that what I had said earlier kind of wraps up a lot of what we were talking about for this entire podcast, which is just because she's pretty doesn't mean that you're not. Mm-hmm. I love that for this podcast because it, it is so important to know that we do need to love each other. We do need to support each other. We, we, we are all worthy. In the beauty we have unique and we can break down that, that, that caddy, who are you? Are you going to try to compete against me? Stupid thing that exists. Um, the better we're all going to be for each other. So just remember that, like whenever you get around a woman that you think something nice about them or a man or anyone, tell them, say it, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, you're wow. You are beautiful. You know, they probably will be surprised and that would make their whole day. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Just remember, we all have our own value and our own worth, um, regardless of what society decided today was what made you worthy. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, so like I told Kaylin before we record this podcast, you, and I'm going to, I'm speaking directly to you, to the listeners too, but you make a difference because you are raw and you're authentic you don't have to have any list of certificates or this long list of achievements. You are impacting lives. And that's what people do when they are empowering and they are true to themselves, but also vulnerable enough to share their story, to share even how they, what they look like, what's underneath the clothes. And you do that every single day. So do us all a favor and don't stop being raw don't stop being authentic because there's more there needs to be more people like you in this world and that's what makes the change and that's what makes a difference and that's what makes the world a better place um so i thank you for being on this podcast i thank you for taking time out of your day i love that you were nervous yet we almost spoke for two hours so it just goes to prove that i told you it's easy (laughs) it just flows right but i also want one last thing is I want you to let the followers know where they can find you. I'll have everything else in the synopsis, um, but just let them know whether it's your IG, whether it's whatever, where can they find you um, and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, my Instagram is going to be the best way. And like she said, it's Calypso Tough Fitness. The spelling is K-H-A-L-Y-P-S-O. That's always the most confusing part of the spelling. So I want to make sure to get that. But that's where I'm I'm getting my DMs. I'm responding. The link to my challenges is in there and my apparel and that kind of stuff is all on my bio. Um, so if you have any questions, I respond to everybody as soon as I possibly can. I don't leave people hanging. If I left you hanging, I probably didn't see it. And it went to that weird general box or whatever. And I try yes, to check I that too. That <laughs> I hate that. It's like, oh my gosh, they messaged me three days ago and I didn't respond. I try to take the time to respond to everybody. Um, so any questions, anything at all, just let me know on there. All right. So you guys heard it. Um, I love that though. So I hope you guys got out of this podcast as much as I did. And I feel like this podcast was needed, um, at this, at the perfect time too. Um, so 
let's lean towards empowering. Let's lean towards taking away that toxicity because it really starts with us. If we come together and we remove it, that's when true magic occurs. That's when the difference is made. If we come together and I tell you guys all the time, but we're stronger together. We ain't nothing if we don't have each other. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Continue to change lives. Do something today that will make the world better than you found it. All right, guys, let me drop you off some discount codes. First on the list, we got first form. If you haven't already, head on over to the website. We got the our self-love effect link in the synopsis. Head on over, check out their supplements, the best on the market. Quality best quality supplements you'll find anywhere on the planet. If you guys do have questions, please let me know. I'm here to answer all your questions in regards to protein, um, their micro factor, vitamins, pre-workouts, post-workout. Let me know. I'm here for you. I want you to do, I want to see you succeed. I want you to hit your goals. So also, I, if you haven't heard, I am a coach on the first form app. You could download the app and add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. Now, coming at you and don't wait on these because Born Primitive has their launch just around the corner for their Halloween collection. Head on over to Born Primitive and that link in the synopsis and also the link in my bio on my social media accounts gives you 10% off and the link itself, once it's a, it automatically applies that discount at checkout. So there's no actual code. The link is the code. Head on over. Also save your hands. Stop tearing. Love your hands. They love you. So head on over to Wad and Done. Also give them a follow on social media at Wad and Done. Save using Treasures 10. If you love headbands and all the designs or solids, whatever you love, head on over to Maven Threads. Follow them at Maven Threads on IG and save at checkout using Self Love Effect 15. Then I felt like I was missing one, right? Because I am. Head on over to our apparel shop at www.selfloveeffect.com. And get yourself some swag along with our new holiday. What is it? Halloween, I guess. And drop. Of course, it's my favorite holiday. Anyways, code self love effect. Head on over, support us, get some self love effect goodies. And you guys, I just want to thank you for all your love and support. Um, it means the world to me. So as this podcast continues, my one hope is that it changes the lives of not just one, but many, because we're doing it together. When you inspire, that person becomes inspired. So it may started with the pilot of this podcast, but it's been growing because of the lives that have been on the show and that have been vulnerable by showcasing their strength through vulnerability and sharing their story. So we're in this together. We're doing this together. And thank you for your love and support. Until next time, I'll see you guys Thursday. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you guys soon.
Bye.